Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary End Community Service radio show, which is now in its 17th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a podcast of a recorded interview, part one of two, done per Zoom by Ian Salick with the new 2022-23 District Governor of District 9800, Amanda Went. The interview was first played by Charles Tran on his show on the 8th of July, 2022. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC. The Voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service radio show with Ian Salick. It's truly a great pleasure to introduce to you tonight a very dynamic and competent Rotarian who, in this new Rotary year, commencing today, July the 1st, 2022, is the new District Governor of Rotary International District 9800. Amanda Went is a member of the Rotary Club of Melbourne, and Amanda is eloquent and she's smart, and she has new ideas that will enhance Rotary. Significantly, Amanda is District 9800 Governor in the 2022-23 year, when the Rotary International President is Jennifer Jones. The Rotary International theme in this new Rotary year will be Imagine Rotary. In Amanda's year, Jennifer will visit Melbourne as part of the Rotary International Convention, to be held between the 27th and the 31st of May, 2023, at the Rod Laver Arena and the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. Amanda and her District 9800 will be front and centre, helping to host this major Rotary event. Amanda Went, a very warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Thank you so much for having me, Ian. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Well, it's always lovely to chat with you, Amanda, because you're so lively and with it, and it's a great uh, a great development to have you as our new district governor. And I say our new because I'm also a member of District 9800. Now, Amanda, uh, before we talk about uh, the preparation that you've had for today's uh, event of becoming the new district governor uh, and getting ready for the Rotary International Convention as part of that, Let's talk about you and refresh our listeners about the Amanda Went story so far. How long have you been in Rotary for, Amanda? I'm, I'm coming into my 12th year as a Rotarian. So I actually joined the Rotary Club of Fortitude Valley in Brisbane before relocating to Melbourne. And I, so when I moved to Melbourne, I was looking for, for three things, the three R's, a, a roof over my head, revenue, and a Rotary Club. Um, and I came across uh, a wonderful little club called the Rotary Club in Melbourne Park, which was very different from the one that I was used to in, in Brisbane, which was a more traditional club, which I have to say I, I, I loved. Um, but the Melbourne Park was interesting because it was made up of Rotarians who were 35 years old and under. And when I moved to Melbourne, I knew one person, but I instantly found lifelong friends at Melbourne Park. Well, that's just marvellous. And I know all about 
at Rotary Club of Melbourne Park. In fact, I went to the changeover when you were installed as the president of that you Rotary did. Club. Uh, and I know you met in South Yarra, didn't you? We did, yes, at the Olsen Hotel. I know, time. it was a yeah. very trendy hotel to meet in and a lot of youth and a lot, when I say youth, a lot of younger people and a lot of uh, a lot of great vibrancy about that club. I thought it was marvellous. Well, what what made it, motivated you to join Rotary in the first place in, in Brisbane? What, what kicked it off for you? Well, uh, so I was invited to a Rotary event, well, going on about 11 years now, by an ambassadorial scholar named Roger, who said to me, he says, I, I want you to meet some people. I think you'll like them. Um, and I guess neither Roger nor myself could ever have anticipated at the time the impact that meeting was going to have on, on both our lives. Subsequently, Roger himself has returned home to California and has become a Rotarian. But I have to say in those that first meeting and in those first, first crucial years of membership, um, you know, I, I kept returning to, to Rotary and to my club week after week, I have to say, for, for two main reasons. And first of all was because Rotarians talked about ideas and what they were going to do. So they were people of action. Um, and that was really appealing to me. So my knowledge really rapidly expanded because I started learning about microfinancing in Mozambique how various agencies were working together in Brisbane to combat homelessness. And I was getting involved in hands-on volunteering through a local care facility. But secondly, at that point in my life, which was, which was early career, um, I'd only, in the corporate sector, I'd only been surrounded by one particular type of leader. And that wasn't really the kind that I aspired to be. But when I came into Rotary, I met people who were 10 times more successful than anyone that I'd met before. But more importantly, you know, these Rotarians, they had incredible integrity. They were humble. They were inclusive. They just treated me as a peer from day one and, and, and they were fun too, I have to say. So it really opened my eyes to what was possible in leadership. You know, if you knew how to be the kind of leader that volunteers wanted to follow, to me, that was a completely different ball game, uh, which is why I guess I believe community leadership is the highest calling that there is. So we should never underestimate the value we bring not only to our communities, but certainly to our members, including younger members. Very well put. Rotary is a very broad house, and I think it helps to develop people even further to be associating with those people. And uh, perhaps younger Rotarians don't use Rotary enough as part of their CV when they're moving their jobs and, their, and, and trying to elevate themselves and have that mobility in their professional life. Rotary is a great foundation for personal development for younger people, is it not? 100%. I could talk about that alone for hours. <laughs> oh, look, I know, I know you could, but I just want to move on a little bit because you were at uh, the Rotary Club of Melbourne Park for some time and then you moved to a very iconic Australian Rotary Club. In fact, the first Rotary Club in Australia, founded in 1921. You moved to the Rotary Club of Melbourne. Uh, tell me a little bit about that club, how many members and what's the member mix there? Well, I love how you described it. It is iconic, the iconic Rotary Club of Melbourne. We've got about 200 members, so it's, it's one of the largest clubs, certainly within Australia. Um, we meet every Wednesday at the Sovitel for lunch, but we also have 
an evening meeting program for those that can't make lunches. So that generally tends to attract a, a younger demographic. But they've also uh, just because of the last couple of years have, have set up an amazing um, hybrid meeting system as well for the lunches, which means that, you know, members can join in from, from anywhere in the world, whether they've, I'll say, relocated to sunnier pastures or if they're travelling for work or for whatever reason, they can still uh, play a really large part in our, in our regular meetings, which I think is terrific important technically inclusive and that's very very important and i think for a lot of the members especially some of the members who are a little older the zoom experience has been quite instructive hasn't it really in terms of being part of an organization absolutely and the members just will like members everywhere i'd, I'd say across rotary were really quick to pick up on the technology and, and and run with it which has been terrific i think well it's been i won't say it's been a savior because rotary would always save itself but i think it's been extremely helpful to maintaining the contacts and the camaraderie that rotary generates now what are some of those signature projects of this wonderful rotary club of melbourne amanda Joe, someone just mentioned at the recent lunch meeting that if we were to list all of the projects that Rotary Melbourne did, we'd be we'd be here for hours. So, I just want to mention a couple that that I'm that I guess been fan of. Um, certainly, the Give Every Child a Future project, which aims to vaccinate a hundred thousand children in nine. Pacific Island countries is one of our major projects, and that's being done in partnership with UNICEF and. Now RI President Jennifer Jones actually mentioned that program when she was on stage at the Global Citizen Concert in Paris earlier in the year. So that got um, a worldwide audience. And Jennifer actually plans on visiting that project as part of her Imagine Impact Tour that she's, that she's just commenced. Um, another one too, which I, which I really love, is Entracoma. Uh, with the water trailer that's been that was designed in conjunction with Monash University, GHD, and Telstra, and this trailer was created to encourage Indigenous children in remote communities to 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 wash their faces in a more effective way. And you know the children are being educated through that trailer, and they're you know they're aware that of what they need to do in order to decrease the likelihood of, of trachoma. But we also volunteer regularly at Pran Markets with Second Bite. Of course, we're, we're huge supporters of donations in kind. Um, and we just recently helped with the purchase of a delivery van for the Rotary Inner Melbourne Emergency Relief Network. No, so there's a all, lot that we do. Know all about that fantastic project. And that's a project of one of our uh, members of our team, our Rotary Radio team, Susie Cole, who's a great strength behind that wonderful project. Tell me a little bit about the mix of uh, the professions at the Rotary Club of Melbourne, Amanda. We have such a wide variety of professions. I mean, with 200 members, you can, you can imagine. So it's everything from, uh, you know, from CEOs to up and coming emerging, emerging leaders. So we've got an incredible diversity, many Years ago, we were aiming for 25% female membership, which we did achieve. And it's really positive to be able to report that we're also starting to attract a lot of younger professionals into the club as well. So, you know, the, the existing members are kind of inviting their friends along to get involved and in spreading the word, which is really terrific as well. And I know I've certainly, because of that, 
diversity within our club you know I've I've, it's been incredible for me from a from a learning perspective I've got had some amazing mentors over the years from the great the late great David Whitner to people like Robert Fisher and and Mary Barry and you know just to name a few so it's a terrific it's a terrific club um, that really does thrive on that diversity and it's developmental for as I say for the individual and you're espousing that very strongly now. And it's always something I think has been a little bit underrated when people talk about Rotary, especially for those younger people. And you're not overly youthful, but you're you're a younger person. Uh, and it's it, it, a key part of your career. It's helping you develop and with contacts. And of course, Rotary started that way in 1905. It was a an association of a very small group of business professionals. That's... We couldn't ever forget that about Rotary and people that want to join should think of that, how that can help them in their career. Yeah, and, you, and it's funny because when Jennifer was out here just in the last couple of months and we were very fortunate to be able to catch up with her and I, I even mentioned to her at the time, you know, I said, well, because I think Melbourne's actually quite an incredibly small city. Um, and I said to her, you know, all these amazing individuals that I've met through the Rotary Club in Melbourne through Rotary um, more broadly I said I, I I was confident that at some point in my career absolutely our paths would have crossed but would I have had the same relationship um, would I have had that same you know ability to just pick up the phone and ring these people and have them take my calls all the time and, and you know and really tap into their insights in the same way if it wasn't for Rotary I don't think so so it's an excellent point that you make, Ian. Yeah, thank you. Well, it, it's vitally important that we enthuse younger people on the basis of that learning experience. Now, Amanda, I haven't asked you, we've been talking about your club's diversity of professions, but I haven't asked you what your profession is. Well, I work in the change leadership space. So uh, my company, which is called Matter, works with visionary leaders to turn their ideas into reality and, and create transformative change. So it's actually really exciting work and we get to uh, we get to work with some incredible people. Um, our clients say see a, a better, more intuitive way to achieve results and, and we work with them quite closely to communicate that idea in a simple, compelling and achievable way so that they're if it's stakeholders or clients, we say they get it, they want it, and they want to get behind it more crucially. Um, we've had clients who've set the agendas for their industries in, in renewable energy, family safety, circular economy. Uh, we've got urban greening and, and pain management just as some examples, which is, um, which is great. And my business, uh, sorry, my background in particular is in, in business. So I did a Bachelor of Business majoring in in marketing and communications well there's real talent there and i just want to move on to this we were discussing younger people and i say move on we've already discussed it in part but i know you've always been very uh, strong and encouraging younger people to become part of rotary and uh, i know that as part of that encouragement you've previously written and talked about needing to know and this is something that i was sort of interested to learn about needing to know the aspirations of generation x after which follows the zennials and then the millennial or generation y what, what are those descriptions of people that you've previously written about and categorized uh, younger people in in terms of encouraging them to join and learning about their aspirations 
Well, this fits so well with the conversation that we've been having. Um, yes. So research, research tells us that three in 10 Australian adults volunteer. So it offers us a huge pool of potential participants. And younger people volunteer more than any other age group, even retirees. Now, of those younger volunteers, it's the 30 to 45-year-olds that are most rotary compatible because their early career achievements and you know, ambitions they're keen to develop they're a real great fit for our personal and professional development capabilities, that, such as project and club leadership. Uh, they've got that not, they're seeking that not-for-profit board experience. They want professional service and everything we've just been um, discussing. But we also know that those 30 to 45-year-olds have really strong preferences when it comes to deciding where to dedicate their time. So the question, you know, that you're asking is how do we utilise Rotary's considerable community service expertise to connect with, with those, those younger volunteers. Yeah, that's what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, we've got uh, you know, we this is what we know that they're after. They want to make a meaningful difference. They want to get involved in hands-on projects, and it's got to be convenient. So when we talk about a meaningful uh, difference, there's causes. You know, it's cause-based, and there are certain causes that they care most about being environment, equity, and mental health. Uh, when we talk hands-on volunteering, we're talking actual getting in and getting your hands dirty. So tree planting, uh, you know, food collection, uh, you know, assembling personal kits and so forth um, so that they can actually selfie their impact in real time. And when we talk convenient, we're talking, you know, things that are local, outside of work hours, that they're regular. So, I, you know, when someone raises their hand on a Wednesday to, to volunteer, they should be able to volunteer with Rotary that very that very weekend. Good thinking, Amanda. Well, Amanda, uh, thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit better and, and your aspirations. And uh, I want to take a little break now. And when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about the preparation that you've had over what amounts to two years in Rotary, isn't it? When you were nominee, district governor nominee, and then district governor-elect, but I'd like to talk about that preparation of as you've moved towards this very special day today. And uh, I also, most importantly, would like to talk to you about the Melbourne Convention that we mentioned right at the start of this interview that's going to happen in your year in May 2023. So let's come back shortly. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part one of two, of an interview by Ian Salick with the new 2022-23 District Governor of District 9800, Amanda Went. The interview was presented by Charles Tran of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia, during his show on the 8th of July, 2022. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser, Rotary Radio, Doing Good in Victoria, or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.